you're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, episode 82. And today we're talking about building your business from the inside out. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Samantha Riley, and after being in business for 20 years, I took the leap of faith from a traditional bricks and mortar business into the online world and created a business based around my expertise. Now I have a life that gives me the freedom to work wherever I have an internet connection. I'm now obsessed with helping the unheard experts who are brilliant at what they do but feel like the world's best kept secret transform to influential thought leaders, all while creating a business which gives them the freedom to create their life by design. Join me as we explore the strategies that you can implement to create and grow a business based on your expertise. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Welcome back to another episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab for another Monday edition. I'm very excited to be hanging out with you here today. If you're listening to this and you're one of my fellow Aussies, I hope you're having a wonderful long weekend. And I'm recording this just before the long weekend. And I'm about to head up into the mountains and I'm super nervous because here in Australia, obviously it's winter and I don't like being cold and we're going camping and I've been told that there's actually snow there. And I'm thinking tent plus snow equals really, really cold and wet Sam. So I'm a little bit nervous. So I hope that I come out the other side and, and get to do another episode with you on Thursday. No, just jokes. I'm actually looking forward to it, but not the cold. I'm not looking forward to that bit. But anyway, you know, I often talk about spending time away from my business and taking time out, which is a really, really important part of our business to make sure that we're looking after ourselves, that we've got the self-care or giving ourselves the time that we need to be able to grow our business. And especially if we're looking, you know, we're already in June, we're already in the middle of the year and it feels like New Year and setting the goals of what we were going to achieve this year a sort of a distant memory and I don't know, maybe you're not in the position where you've made the dollars that you were hoping to at this point. Maybe you're getting held up by not understanding what tech to uh, use in your business or to integrate or to use. It could be as simple as you don't know what lead magnet to do. You don't know about how to integrate it. You don't know how to build your list Uh, maybe you don't know how to build your audience. It could be as simple as getting hung up on how to create your program. Well, if this is you, I've got your back. I have just started a new Facebook group called Business Success Community. Now, this isn't for everyone. This is for you if you haven't yet made six figures in your business. And the reason I've started this Facebook group is there's plenty of Facebook groups around where people... Uh, sharing their, their big wins and there's nothing wrong with that. But sometimes it's just nice to feel safe with other people that are at exactly the same place in business as you. So I've created this community for people that haven't made six figures in their business yet to have the support uh, and to, you know, to have a community of like-minded people that are all at exactly the same point in their journey. So I'm going to be doing weekly trainings on how to create your lead magnet. Maybe it's the, the toolbox that I use to build my audience, how I grow my list, all of the things that a lot of people assume you understand and know how to do. And let's face it, 
I'm not going to lie. This stuff is harder than some people make it out to be. Some people say it's so easy. You just do this. Well, I know I've been there. I have spent years just banging my head against the wall thinking, how do I do this? So I've, uh, I've started this Facebook group. I would love you to join me. It's, uh, facebook.com forward slash business success community. I'd love to see you as a founding member. You know, in Facebook groups, you have a little icon for founding member. So jump in there and, and have that little fancy icon next to your name. I like it. It's like having a little trophy. And who doesn't like trophies, right? So um, I'd love you to join me in that Facebook group. And uh, in the next week, I'll be starting off some really cool trainings in there and looking forward to hanging out with you and helping you get your business up and running. Because I know that when you're at that six-figure mark, a lot of pressure comes off. There's the pressure coming off that, you know, you can't pay the next bill. There's the pressure that you might have to go back and get a job. There's the pressure that you can't walk away from your business and take some time out because even though everyone's telling you that you should do it, you just don't know how you're going to get everything done that needs to be done. It's okay. I feel you. I know what it's like. So please, please join me in that Facebook group and I look forward to seeing you in there. But today, I'm really looking forward to bringing you today's topic, which is about creating your business from the inside out. And I've, uh, I'm interviewing Nafisa Shireen, who's an entrepreneur and a speaker, and she's an income growth expert specializing in helping women grow their businesses to multiple six figures and beyond. She has a TV show called Living Forward TV. Uh, which is an online show designed to educate entrepreneurs on how to make big leaps in their income quickly. She's passionate about releasing subconscious blocks and helps women uncover their limiting beliefs around self-worth and abundance so that they can make more money and build a business and a life they love. Now, today's episode isn't just for the women. Whilst Nafisa works with women, this episode is fantastic. She drops value bombs galore. I know that I had quite a few aha moments. It's uh, it's a really cool episode. So let's dive in to today's episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab with Nafisa Shireen. Welcome to the show, Nafisa. It's so great to have you here joining me today, and I'm really looking forward to what we're going to chat about. Thank you, Samantha. I'm really happy to be here. We had a really great conversation before we started mm-hmm. recording. Clearly, it's morning here. I need mm-hmm. more coffee. It's afternoon yep. where you are. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love you to share with us before we even begin talking about today's topic. What is it that you do and who are the clients that you serve? So I work with entrepreneurs who are at that six-figure level kind of, but really just kind of hovering there and haven't broken through to the six figures or they're, they're just there, and they, but they're not necessarily making enough money for them. And they know that... It's not the expenses per se that's the problem. They want to make more money. So I help them with obviously business strategy, but also a lot of mindset work and helping them clear out their subconscious blocks and um, see what's holding them back so they can get to that next level in their life and business. And mm. generally, when they solve one problem in their business, it tends to go into other areas of their life too because it's, yeah, it's totally. root cause, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because our business is only part of our life. It's like if we're talking about the wheel of life, our business is one little yeah. bit. When things aren't working in our relationship, they're not working in our business, back the other way, you know, with health and everything else. So I think that's really cool. You say that you help them with strategy and mindset. Yeah. Let's get the big question off the table. Which one do you feel, and I'm throwing under the bus here right at the beginning, (laughs) which one do you feel is more important? Is it the strategy or is it the mindset? 
Okay, that's such a I, that's such a hot button issue. I know, <laughs> and I really think that I truly believe it's the mindset. In that, without it, nothing else works. Now, you yeah. can't just have a mindset and positively vibrate yourself and wish and think good thoughts and have things ha- to happen. You have to take action, uh-huh. and you have to follow the right strategy for you. But if you're too afraid to pick up the phone or put yourself out there, or you get the perfect plan but you stop yourself, then it's you're hooped, right? You can't yes. really do anything. And I quote her all the time. Dolly Parton says, if instructions worked, we'd all be rich and thin. So that is gold. I've not heard that before. You haven't? That's my favorite quote. Oh my goodness. That is so good. (laughs) And so the, the fact is like, we might know what to do, but we don't do it. And so if we have the right mindset, even if we lack the skills, we can hire the skills, we can learn the skills because we're in the, the mindset to do it. So I think they go hand in hand. And I believe mindset's like 80 to 85% and the strategies the last 15% and neither works without the other. Yes. But that base is really important to have so that you actually take the action you need to take. Yeah, I think I totally 100% agree with you. If you don't have that foundation of the mindset, it doesn't matter how many tips, tricks, tactics you've got. If you're too afraid to push the go button, then yeah. it's all over. Awesome. Yes. So for people that are listening that are sitting under that six-figure mark and, and they want to get through, you know, mm-hmm. mindset is such a huge, huge topic. What is some of the things or what some of the strategies that they can implement to start moving through the issues that they're having or or how do they even start to notice where the problems are? Because I think a lot of times people don't even, like they're blind to the actual issues that they're having. What I find fascinating, I'll just digress for one second and come back yeah, to the question. Perfect. It's, you know, we talk about business and we talk about money, but it's the tip of the arrow. It's the tip. It's, it's the window to get into what's going on for the person, right? So you're getting into the window of their soul but because it's coming out through, through their beliefs. So when I work with a, a client and usually a new client, I mean, and it depends what we're doing, but I would say about 90% of the time when I have a new client, the first thing we'll do in a VIP day is we will go through absolutely everything they're tolerating, in their life. Like, Ooh, what are you tolerating? Tell me more about that. So it could be like, are you tolerating a broken computer? Are you tolerating like pajamas with holes in them? Are you tolerating not enough clients? Are, like the big things to the small things, right? Is your makeup all like broken and whatever? What are you tolerating? And then we'll go through that. And I, I remember one client said to me, she goes, I feel like I'm about to have a to-do list when we're done because she thought I was going to make her go clean it all up. Yeah. And I said, no, we're going to go deeper. And then what we did is we like, we would then examine like, well, why are you tolerating this? Right, go a little bit deeper, and then from there, I ask them, "What do you What are you believing that's not true? That's giving you this reason?" So when we start to do that, we can start to really see what the core belief is, or what your core fear is, or what your core wound might be, and you bring it to a conscious level. So an example I love to give that makes it really easy is to, to understand this concept is yeah, if somebody is really struggling with a team member, uh-huh. so they're they're tolerating poor performance. Uh-huh. You might think that's the same thing through different people, but if, once you start to drill down, you're going to find it's one of three core needs or core core fears. Uh-huh. So if somebody says, well, 
this is all I'm paying. I can't get better help for this and I don't want to lose them. I mean, what can I expect? You know, I'm only paying so much per hour. Right then and there, you know, there's a self-worth issue and a belief as to whether they can make enough money. Like it helps to really get to that clarity. If it's, I don't want them to be mad at me. I don't want to hurt their feelings. I don't want to have it awkward. Then, you know, there's a, like a self-love piece or a fear of losing love. And so you can start to dig a lot deeper in those things. You know, do they believe they can make the money? Do they believe they're worthy of the right amount of help? And just just from that one thing that a lot of entrepreneurs tolerate, you're going to find a whole bunch of different reasons for it. So mm-hmm. if we're just dealing with, with the, the team member, mm-hmm. that's the surface level. Obviously, if they're not working out, you either need corrective action or you need to discipline them or you need to help them move along. Yes. But you're still not solving the problem as to why you it got to that point. And so that helps us open up the door. So we always go through all these tolerations. So if they're tolerating a broken computer, well, why are you tolerating that? Because it it's going to cost 2000 to make another one. Well, what are you believing that's not true? You're believing that you can't make the money. So that's how we start to go really deep and uncover what some of those fears are. It's a pretty fascinating exercise and usually there's tears. Um, but oh, we, absolutely. We, and, and it's shocking when people actually see how that pattern connects and then we're able to really get to the heart of what that is. And it kind of sets the groundwork or framework on the things we'll need to work on together. And of course, we'll put action plans and everything together in place. but now I know as a coach and they have awareness as to what is going to stop them in their action plans. Totally. So I'm going to play devil's advocate here for, mm-hmm. for a second. I think you've already got the idea that that's what I love to do. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just imagining someone walking along with the earbuds in, listening to our episode going, well, that's really great, Sam and Nafisa, but I don't have $2,000 to buy a new computer. What is it that they, like, what, what is the next step for that? Because their belief is system is telling them, but I don't have it. I don't have it in my bank account right now, which is absolutely true because they're opening the bank account. There's nothing there. How do they, you know, how do we move past that point? So the first thing we have to realize is that, yeah, you're actually operating from what you're seeing on, on the physical plane with your eyes and your senses, and you're seeing that there's no money there. Yeah. And if you don't have the credit card to do it, you physically cannot go buy that new computer. But if we go into that shutdown thinking of, I just can't afford a new computer, instead of saying, how can I afford one? Maybe I need to sell one more thing. Maybe I could, like I did this challenge with some of my clients a little while ago. I said, I want you guys to go out and make money in the craziest way you can. Go through your closet, sell it on eBay. I don't know if you have it in Australia, but here in British Columbia and Canada, we have these Facebook groups called bid battles where you can just put stuff up and people literally bid on your stuff and then come to your door and give you money for all you shit. Oh, no, we don't have that in Australia. It is so crazy, right? So I, so they thought I was nuts, so I did it. So I'm like, I'm going to show you guys that you can make money and it's, it's about how you're thinking. Uh-huh. And so I showed all my clients that in one weekend, I made $2,000 just selling shoes, purses, and junk in my house uh-huh. without leaving my house. People yes. came, picked it up, gave me money, and left. So it was an example for my clients. So this is kind of where we get into it. It's like, let's get your thinking from closed down, like I can't do it into how can I? And then, so maybe it's traditional, you sell more, or maybe there's a client waiting that you've just been afraid to reach out to, Uh or you can get really creative. So that's kind of where we would start. And I know if if people are listening, they might think, I can't do that. That's crazy. But the fact is you can, right? So it's really about the, the questions you ask yourself instead of I can't just change it to how can I and get into that growth mindset. And, And it may take a few times to like figure it out. But if you keep asking that, 
you will. And so that's why we, we go to those core beliefs. So if I know somebody actually has a belief that all they see in their bank is what they have and they don't believe they can make anymore, I know we have to really work on their belief about being able to generate money. And so an exercise like that is one where they start to get results and they just start to convince our subconscious mind that I can do this. And if I can do this in this crazy way, why can't I do it in my business? Totally. I absolutely love this. And I love that you covered off that better questions because it's something I'd written down before you even said that is that it is about the keys to asking better questions. I know years ago, I put up behind my desk a little post-it note that that had three specific questions like that. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what do I need to do to make this happen? If, if you want something, all you need to do is really understand or ask the better question, what is it that I need to do? And you can come up with a gazillion ways. Yeah. Once we've asked that question and we, and we come up with some different ways that we can do it, do you find that the next block is actually doing it? Always. <laughs> Always. <laughs> because there's the fears come up. So some of the work I do and with my clients is we do, I muscle test to see where they have subconscious stress. And then we can do whole brain exercises that are very similar to like brain gym exercises where you get your whole body involved, like you're crossing over hands and legs just to have your left and right hemispheres talking together. Uh And then we can do, I mean, it's hard to explain in a quick interview, but there's processes we can do with, with the, with repeating the belief and being in a whole brain posture. And it's, it's, they're super learning activities that help our, our subconscious mind rewire itself. Mm-hmm. And it does work. Like I have seen this work. I have experienced it work myself. Like I, when I trained in this modality a few years ago, I struggled with sales at the time. And I did, I did one of these exercises with a facilitator at that time. Cause you know, you do the facilitation while you're being trained. Right. And um, so I decided to test for a belief that I'm great at sales and I love it. And three weeks later, I closed a hundred thousand dollars within like wow. 15 days. Right. And my, my life has never gone back. So I'm really passionate about it because I know it works because yes. I became what we call whole brain to the idea and I changed my belief. And then when you actually create a result, you start to create more proof for your subconscious mind. So there's two steps to doing it. So yeah, doing the action will usually be hard for people. And if we're working in person, like if they come for VIP day, we can do some of these balances. But if they're not, it's starting with baby steps. Like you break it down to give them one thing that they can do that feels a little bit of a stretch, but they can manage it. And then you start to build up your trust in yourself and your subconscious mind. I know we haven't talked about this. I do a lot of work with horses, both with with my clients and just for myself because I'm a nerd about horses. But when you're teaching a horse something that's really big, they're not going to do it. And so Uh you'll break it down into little steps. Uh Just do the first one. And we're no different as people. So when we can master something and when the horse masters something and they feel successful, then they can do the next thing. And we're no different. Yeah. And I think when you break it down and you, and you have these little wins along the way, I think the biggest thing is that you have the confidence and the belief in yourself of, wow, this actually does work. And that in <laughs> itself just makes you realize, oh, I actually can do this. Instead of having that self-doubt saying, no, you're a failure. You can't yeah. do this. You're not good enough. So it completely turns the story 180 degrees on its head. Because you can never tell yourself, I can't do this anymore, because you've now proven that you can, no matter how small it is. So there's different things, right? And I think nothing builds your confidence more than results. And sometimes you just got to take the action scared, like you just do. Yeah, there's no other way to do it, right? I saw someone post the other day that, you know, what would you do if you didn't have fear? And 
I'm a bit of a believer that I think that I personally think that's a, a silly question because yeah. fear is actually what keeps us safe. You know, fear yeah. is what makes me not put my hand in the, you know, in the oven or in a flame and having that, you know, straight away in our brains, we're going, but, but that's not a thing, but it's not about having no fear. It's about moving through with the fear. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I had my own mentor ask me that when I was on a, paddle, on a panel at one of his events and neither him or his, his head coach at camera, which one asked me and the question was, it was either how do you move through fear or how did you stop being afraid or something to that effect and I just said like I, I've never stopped being afraid. Yes. I've just stopped letting it control me. Yes. And that's yes. a decision everybody can make and if you're listening to this today, like just think about it. Are you letting fear control you? Or are you putting faith in a good outcome versus faith in a bad outcome? And so that's where you ask yourself. Yeah, I love that. I remember years and years ago, I used to be like, you know, they say that, that a lot of people have a fear of public speaking and they'd rather die. That was me. Yeah. <laughs> that was oh, me really? 15 years ago. Oh, yes. Um, and, you know, to get out of my comfort zone, I went and I did some public speaking courses. And I used to still hold myself back when people reached out to do speaking opportunities. I would say, no, I can't do them. You know, I would make up some excuse. And then I read that Tony Robbins still gets nervous every time he goes on stage. And I thought, oh, my goodness. If Tony Robbins can be nervous and do it, so can I. So it was yeah. just that, that understanding that we all have fear and that mm -hmm. we can, I'm sure, well, I know I do, or we all can get caught in our idols and thinking, you know, I just want to be successful. I just want to be like them. And realizing that they're just exactly the same as all of us. They've all got exactly the same fears. Mm -hmm. all, but it's the difference of how do, they, how do they move through them to get the outcomes that they want. Yeah, and it's a choice to paralyze it or, or go forward. And and it like you said, it just it doesn't always go away. And most of the things that we're afraid of, I find are I mean when you're talking about putting your hand on a, a stove or something, uh -huh. like that's a, a physical fear, like something you know what could happen to you. But other fears are that we have in our business, many of them are just conversations we don't want to have. Yes. And they won't actually kill you. Hello, <laughs> <And so, laughs> it feels that way, right? And so yeah. if we can realize that this actually won't kill me and we just do it and we get through it. In all my years in business, I, I mean, I used to be terrified to pick up the phone, absolutely terrified to just pick up the phone and call somebody. And then one of my mentors said, why aren't you calling people? And I went, well, I didn't think that was part of the, the marketing plan. <laughs> He's like, phone people, right? And, you know, I, I don't think I've, I think I've maybe had one person annoyed because I called her at a bad time, but she was still polite. Like, she still said, hey, listen, this is really bad. I didn't know you were calling. She was just caught off guard. Yes. But the hundreds of people I've called, even if they don't want to have a conversation or they're not interested, nobody's yelled at me. Yes. Nobody's called me bad names, right? So it was an unfounded fear. Yes. So we just have to realize if the worst happens, well, whatever. I mean, you can handle it if someone yes. says no. Exactly. And do you find with your clients, I mean, I already know the answer from my end, but mm -hmm. the, the things that we fear the most, once we actually start to conquer them, that the fear actually dissipates and things get easier. And are they able to then go on and do bigger things? Yes. And then they have a different fear. Yeah. Ah, which is really interesting, right? So tell us more about the growth journey. So someone has worked with you, you know, they've figured out what they're tolerating. They work through some of those fears. How hard is it to keep moving up to the next level? 
You know what I find really fascinating is is I think it doesn't matter what level you're at. It's when you're going to that level, it's tough. Like just yeah. then, then, then the next level. And what that is for different people is going to be different. Like we were talking beforehand, there's no seven-step, one-size-fits-all formula yeah. or order of progression. So one of my clients last year, she just recently crossed the seven-figure mark. And when we first started working together, she had very particular fears, like her schedule, her daughter, like having time for her daughter. She was going from an hourly service to packaging her services. So raising her fees, because that's really, you're raising your fees when you start to package. There's a lot of fear there. Will she still get clients? And there were things where she decided that she had a minimum threshold of the size of clients she wanted to work with. Mm -hmm. And that meant she had to say no to a lot of business that was coming in. And that, that was business she knew how to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so she had to say no because it was there and there wasn't in her immediate site, the business at the higher level and the bigger size projects, but she worked through that. And so then she, a lot of fear she had to cross and she got to the million dollar mark, but her next fear at that point was hiring another person. Yeah. Where some people might have that fear earlier. Here she was bringing the money in. It was just a different fear because um, it wasn't about the money. It was about, will this person represent my brand? Will this person take the work off my shoulder? Will they cause more work? So it was just a different level of fear. Mm -hmm. And it was a different level of commitment because she'd had an admin person and now she was bringing in somebody at a higher level. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that really forced her to up level too. So I found it really interesting how those fears were different. And I've had other clients where it's reversed, right? Like they're fear different things, but whatever that is that's blocking them to get to that next level is what they're going to be afraid of to move forward. Absolutely. And is, does that fear, is it usually tied to the same belief system? So, or is it usually something completely different? Like once people are breaking through that first fear, is that kind of busted or do they tend to bring threads of that through at the next level? I think the threads come through at next level because we all have like core fears and core wounds that have come with us since childhood and they're, they're going to yeah. show up. And I, I've worked through a lot of my own. And sometimes it's funny because I can actually, you know, I'm a coach, so I can take the step back and look at what's going on and go, oh, there's that trigger. Yes. And, and be <laughs> laughing at myself while I'm still crying. Because <laughs> I feel my emotion in that moment and thinking this is insane, right? Like yes. My, my brains are, are talking. So I, I think it, that fear still comes through at certain levels. Yeah through all the time. Totally. I remember back many, many years ago and at the time we did have a seven-figure business and we'd been taken out for dinner with one of our suppliers and they were like well into like mid-eight figures and, you know, of course I want to get as much of the information out of their heads while, I, you know, while we're having mm-hmm. dinner with them as possible and, you know, I, I made just an off-the-hand or an off-the-cuff off the comment saying, wow, I just can't wait to be at, you know, mid eight figures and have all these problems go away. She's like, Sam, you have got to be kidding yourself. She said, it's just, it's new level, new devil all the time. You know, whilst having mid eight figures right now would solve the problems that you have right at this instance. Let me tell you, I have got a whole myriad of other problems (laughs) that I didn't have back then. And I think I've carried that with me for probably, you know, 20 years now because It is always so good to realize, you know, when we're having, you know, when I'm personally having my own issues to go, this is just new level, new devil, and it's okay. And it doesn't mean that you're a failure when things are going wrong. It just means I need to work through something. And whether that's my own belief system, whether it's calling on someone else who's got an expertise, and actually it's 10 out of 10 times, it's usually both, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> and we've, I mean, my husband and I, we have a couple of businesses here and I even see it with him where he gets to a new level and he's just got to work through different things, different beliefs. And I think the beauty about being coaches or he's not a coach, um, but, and I can't, I don't coach my own husband. That's, I don't recommend. Yeah, that doesn't that. work anyway. It <laughs> <never> works. <laughs> but at least there's the awareness in the household of what's going on. Like we can actually take that pause back. And I think one of the greatest gifts any entrepreneur can give themselves and they get that from hiring a coach or working with a coach not just working with me like with any coach right they get it they hire a good coach they'll learn how to start to take that step back and actually observe yourself right like it i think there's something really powerful about being able to observe yourself observe your patterns and and it's it goes in your head like really fast as you're doing it but it's fascinating because you you can have your triggers and you can be watching them I think it's so cool when I see my clients starting to do that. And I think to anybody listening, like, I think that's one of the things when you work with somebody, they'll, they'll help you to do that. And I mean, I still have my own coach. I always will. We always yes. have them to help us work through things. Yep. But how nice is it to be able to do that on, on the spot for yourself too? Um, totally. And see what's triggering you. One of my past coaches, and I'll credit this to Taki Moore, one of the questions that he asked us was, if I followed you around with a clipboard for a day, what would I say about what you were doing? And I ask myself this so many times a week still to actually call myself, what are you doing that if I was the coach that I would be telling you, Sam, that's not the way you should be doing it. You should be doing it this way. And I think it's so powerful to have the self-reflection Because as coaches, we know the answer. So if we take ourselves out of I'm this person and I'm my own client, what would I tell myself to do is such a a cool thing. But then sometimes we then need to break through beliefs. We can say, oh, well, I know what's wrong there. But I think what you said is so powerful too that we should, and I also have my own coach and have had for a long, long time, to have that person that can take us by the hand and guide us to where we haven't been before, to places that we don't understand about ourselves. Absolutely. And, you know, you talk about the beliefs and and I think what's really, and this was really kind of blew my mind, you know, where I think like, well, I believe that. So why is it not happening? Or yes, I believe that. And actually understanding that intellectual agreement is not the same as true subconscious belief. Like you have to believe it at your subconscious level because your subconscious is what drives everything you do. It's what sets your patterns. It's what puts you in motion. It's where you resist things. And so, you know, I like to say to my clients and I say it to myself, like, what do I truly believe? Well, look at my results, look at my patterns, look at the decisions I'm making. That's what I believe. And so that's not always the easiest mirror to look into. Mm-hmm. <laughs> However, it's the best mirror you can look into. And, and if people are willing to go there, they can have incredible results. My own mentor has a quote up in his office that says, the degree to which a person can grow is directly proportional to the amount of truth they can accept about themselves. Without oh running my goodness. Away. That and is so good. It, and it's so powerful. And at some days, that's an ugly mirror. <laughs> Yeah, and I really love that you said that because it's not an easy journey, right? Some days it can push your buttons. I call them doona days. You know, the days where you just want to jump into bed and pull the doona over your head and cry and pretend that it's not happening. (laughs) I have them all the time. (laughs) I know. I said that. I just want to pull the comforts over my head and keep keep going. You know, I, I mean, I do like I do a lot of the work with the horses, too, with with myself and with with 
clients and horses will reflect it too. They will show up to how you're showing up and that's not always pretty either. And the good part about them is they're non-judgmental. And um, for me, that's been a big part of my growth journey. And I think for any entrepreneur, being willing to go there, being willing to, you have to feel very safe with your coach to be able to go there and, but invite them to be that way. Cause sometimes as a coach, it can be, you know, it's, I'll put it right out there. It scares me sometimes to ask the questions that I know need to be asked. Right. Yes. I felt that. Yes. (laughs) Right. Where you're like, Oh, I have to go here. Yeah. Um, And when you have clients that say, please go there. Like you just know it's just there and it's not so much that it's, it's about me because I'm going to ask the question whether they want to hear it or not. Like that's my job. Yeah. But when you know that they're going to say, please go there, it's like, wow, they're really ready to have a breakthrough because they know it's not judgmental. You're asking a question that's going to be a tipping point for them. Um, I had a client recently say to me, something had come up, like she's kind of gone to, to through a few levels and she, she said, Every time you see me going down this spiral hole, I want you to call me on it. No matter how small you see it in my language or my emails, just call me on it because I go into my pattern of whatever. And even if, and it can be the tiniest things, right? And so then you know when somebody does that, they're really looking to make a change. And I think that's one of the most powerful things anybody can do. I firmly believe in the, the seven primary laws of the universe and the law of cause and effect says, you know, we are the cause of every effect in our life. Yeah. And depending where you're at, that can feel very judgmental or it can feel very empowering. And when you actually realize that if you've created stuff you don't want, you can uncreate it and create what you do want. That is so powerful. It's just having the courage to go look in that mirror. Mm. That's why getting back to your original question, why I say mindset. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. So if someone's asked themselves the good questions, they've found out like this is what I'm tolerating, this is why I'm tolerating it. They understand the subconscious or they, they might actually, they probably don't understand subconscious beliefs, but they can see the subconscious beliefs come to the surface. Are they able to, or is someone that's listening able to clear those on their own? Is like, what can you tell us about, like, for someone that's doing that work? Or is this something that we really, really need someone to help us with? Well, it can be either or, right? I don't want to be self-serving. Obviously, I do believe that you need someone to help you through it. I would not have the results that I have today in my life without somebody to facilitate. Even though some of these things I can do on myself, I actually prefer to be facilitated because it's I feel I get better results and that could yes. just be a belief, but that's just sort of how it goes for, for my life and what I've seen with other people. And there's also things you can do yourself. Like I still do myself. My clients will do themselves where you, you get the result. You have repetition. You, like I said, I used to be so afraid to call people. So you pick up the phone and you phone people and nobody yells at you. You create a new belief that this is actually not a bad thing to do. So sometimes it's about, doing what you're afraid of. So I liken it to the time I went zip lining for the first time in my life. I mean, I just stood there screaming. Oh wow. And then and then they just pushed me, right? <laughs> you just <laughs> had to go. And you just had to go. And I think so sometimes you gotta do it when you don't believe it. And that's how you get through some of it on your own. You, you yeah. just start to believe. And the two go hand in hand because even if you're working with somebody, you you still have to take the action. They can't do it for you. Yes. So it's it's I think it's yeah, I, yeah, and I agree because I think that 
Um, working with coaches is fantastic for speeding up the process. I yep. think the other thing is that coaches ask different questions that, that, than the questions that we ask ourselves. We can get into a habit of asking ourselves the same questions and not really pulling back the, you know, the, those deeper, ugly pieces yep. that we're hiding under there. But at the same time, I think that it's really important as adults that we actually take responsibility for ourselves mm-hmm. and, um, it's something that I've seen a little bit recently is people that, you know, are, are very blaming other people for the results they're getting, but it does work hand in hand. Other mm-hmm. people can help you facilitate you to get your results faster, but ultimately you're the one that needs to take responsibility and, and take the action and do the, do the work. Absolutely. I mean, I'm obviously I'm a metaphor queen and I like one of the ones I love is like you have to do your own push-ups, right? Yeah. Like you can have a personal trainer show you how to do the perfect push-up. They can champion you, they can give you conditioning exercises to get better, they can get on the floor and do one with you, they can push you to get three more out when you think you're gonna die. All of that's important, but you still have to do the push-ups if you want the results. So it's the same with anything when you work with a coach right yeah totally the coach doesn't get you the results love it they can't can't. and and why would you want to give your power to somebody else take take your power and know that you can create your own results absolutely love that now I believe that you have a free gift for our listeners for anyone that's been listening to our conversation and thinks you know what I really love what Nafisa is talking about and I'd love to take my money mindset or my, or, you know, clear my boundaries a bit. So I'd love you to share. Well, so I, I think the, the most powerful thing that we could give to people is uh, it's a, it's a gift on helping you figure out what your upper limit calculator is for what you're, you're earning. And I can give you the link to get that, but it basically teaches you how to calculate what your own internal belief point is about the maximum amount of money you can make. Mm-hmm. Cause it's not necessarily your highest month. Your highest month is meaning means you've cracked it because you've come back down. So there is a point you can tolerate. So we have a calculator and I'll give you a, a link for that for sure. Fantastic. Love it. That's so cool. We have talked about a ton of stuff. I've absolutely loved our conversation. I think that this, you know, just having this conversation and opening people's eyes to the awareness of what's going on is so powerful. But for us to call this episode complete, what would, what would you like to leave our listeners with today? I believe that if there's something, it's not my belief, it's a universal truth that if there's something you really want, the very fact that you have the desire means not only can you create it, it's already there and waiting for you. You wouldn't have that if it wasn't possible. So instead of having fear, start asking yourself, how can I? What are the first steps? You don't have to know them all. Just take the first step Mm. and take action towards it and you can make it happen. Love it. Nafisa, it's been such a pleasure to chat with you today. And I know that so many people are going to get so much from this episode. So thank you so much for sharing all your value with us today. Thank you so much for having me, Samantha. I loved our conversation. It was fun. Do you want to grow and scale your business so you can make an even bigger impact? One of the reasons I've been able to achieve the success I have over the years can be attributed to one simple factor, surrounding myself with like-minded people, people who think big like me, who have a desire for growth, and who understand the challenges we face when growing and scaling a business. That's why I've created a free community, especially for thought leaders and experts just like you, and I'd love you to join us. 
just request access to my free Facebook group at Thought Leaders Inner Circle. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love you to share this on your favorite social account. Just head to samanthariley.global forward slash podcast, click on your favorite episode and you'll see the buttons right there to share the love. And as this show is new, I would love, love, love you to leave a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. See you next time in the Thought Leaders Business Lab.